We can't stop here. This is bat country. The following program is intended for mature audiences only. It contains realism, truth, and opinion. Nothing you would ever want your children finding out because then they'd accuse you of being a spineless brainwasher. You must be over 18 to listen to this broadcast. Consider yourself warned. Have mercy. Oh, not tonight, Bishop. Not tonight. It's our Thanksgiving special on the Fabulous D Show with special co-host voice from the past, Lola Jane, a.k.a. Charlotte Bukowski. She's with us live. Join us on this special edition entitled The God Delusion right now. I had a dream. It's still... It's still the biggest and best. It's the Fabulous D Show. Never ends, does it? Quando, quando. All that space. Oh, oh God. Baby. While you have something in your mouth, let me get a word in. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Chicken. Go get the chicken. You bring this out in me. <laughs> You'd never start saying, who did they suck off? Look at that. <laughs> oh, I am a fantastic dancer. I'm not ringing my own bell. The Fabulous D. The Artist D. A template for talented energy. Some say superstar and others just say, holy moly. The day I grab my crotch, it'll mean it's falling off. I'd stay away from him. <laughs> that's dangerous stuff right there. I'd put some distance between me and him if I were you. Five piercings through her lips and ten piercings through each ear and her eyebrows were done and her nose was done and all sorts was done. And I couldn't exactly chicken out. Oh, that sounds fun! Good God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Don't white supremacists claim to be trying to save the, the white race because that's Jesus and God, right? Aren't they? Isn't that what it's all about? Right. Oh, exactly. Well, it's, well, how nuts is that? It's ridiculous. Hello. I've been in bed with Dee and it was so good. Good evening, London. Good afternoon, Seattle. A glitter-encrusted morning to our fabulous street team contingent in Australia. We apologize for this interruption. I do to enjoy the comforts of everyday routine and tranquility of repetition. However, our little chats are most important, as the truth is... There's something wrong with this world, hmm, isn't there? Coast to coast, continent to continent, everywhere in between. This is the Fabulous D Show, the show for anyone with a brain in their head. I am the artist D, and that over there in her spaceship is Miss Lola Jane, also known as Charlotte Bukowski. Hello, hello. Hello, darling. How are you? I'm fabulous in all my anti-mame-esque-ness. How are you? <laughs> I am good. Long time no chat. Yes, far too long. It's been it's been a whole season and more. Oh, more, yeah. More uh, gosh, years, what, uh, a year and a half, something? Must be. 
but it's been way too long. But you found the keys, and you took off. I surely did, and I have thrown them in the North 40 and left them there. <laughs> so so you're, com you're, you're just committed. You're out there. <laughs> you're committed. <laughs> I, I, I have been committed, and I am out there, yes. <laughs> <laughs> For those who don't know, you are, well, you were a Charlotte Bukowski, and you are now Lola Jane, as, as you shed a skin, you shed many skins as you go along, as we all do. And are now Lola Jane, and you used to be the season one co-host with me, the, the originator. You helped me. You cultivated. You grew the Fabulous D Show. And are just fabulously missed, of course. Yes, I, from what I can recall, yes, I was there. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's fuzzy, but I think I was there, too. Possibly. Yes, yeah, I, I do believe it involved a lot of hooch. It did. Possibly uh, had something to do with that Bukowski name. <laughs> yes, um, I was actually dubbed Charlotte Bukowski by a friend of mine back in the, um, the drinking days, my, one of my favorite authors. And since I, I am uh, not a Charles, he said that I was a Charlotte. And so at the time, being a bartender and a bard myself, that is how Charlotte Bukowski came to be born. And I took it with great pleasure and honor to be known as Charlotte Bukowski. Exactly. And I actually had a little debate earlier on Transtastic, which is kind of like a transgendered Facebook. And uh, someone was, was very upset that, you know, how dare we use that name of, of good old, you know, Charles and you know, better better be through hell to, to deserve a name like that. I'm like, well, I think we deserve a name like that. I think it's all right. <laughs> I, I said, I think she may have had one or two experiences that would earn her that deserved title. Uh, more than one or two, actually. Yes, yes. yes. Well, we're, we're waiting for the book. <laughs> it so, is in the works, darling. It is in the works. But good. I have decided that all of my works will be published after my death. <laughs> I think that's safest. Absolutely. That way they're guaranteed hits. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And, and they'll think that, you know, you could have done even more and put out even more, and so then you would be made a god, like, like most people who die creating things. So you left us, and you went out to the middle of, well, we're in the middle of everywhere, and I guess you, you could possibly be in the middle of nowhere, which is a good thing. Out there with no I, television, I no internet, no no nothing. No, I I am sans internet. I have no television, no cable, none of that. I do have a telephone. Uh, it does not have call waiting. It does not have caller ID. I have basically reverted back a few decades, and I absolutely love it. I'm I'm as jealous if as I all hell. If I could go completely off the grid, I would. As we've mentioned a few times before, I would love that. I mean, if it wasn't for the show, I would love that. I just oh, because it must be wonderful to be without this this television and and even now the internet. I mean, it used to be the internet was a relief, and now it's not really that much of a relief because it's like reality. Well, I, I don't feel my brain is no longer bombarded with crap. It's it just it's 
it's very uh, comforting. It, 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 it's, it's almost uh, a sense of elation in that I don't have to be bombarded with all of the garbage any longer. And I don't have to pay to be bombarded with all the garbage. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's wonderful. And, and you go to this library to, I hear, get books. It has books in there. It's a building with books? <laughs> Free books. Free and books. They don't charge you. Oh Free books. Yes. God. What? I don't think some children even know that that exists anymore. <laughs> and I found something interesting. They do have computers. They do allow me one hour per day. I do log on. And I found that since I have cured myself of the addiction of Internet, it doesn't faze me. I go on. I check my email for anyone who wants to write to me. I log off. A lot of times before my 60 minutes is even up. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's, that's insanity. <laughs> now, were there, were there um, you know, withdrawal symptoms while you were disconnecting yourself? No. No. Not at all, because I was so busy. Uh, I live on a large piece of property, and it had not been very well taken care of for a number of years. My first four months here was spent basically cleaning it up and making it presentable and beautiful and livable. I planted trees, et cetera, rather little, you know, Mother Earth over here. So that kept me quite busy and diverted all that energy into that. So just now I'm realizing, oh, my gosh, I don't have Internet. And I've been out here for four months. Yes. I wonder as as the winter as the winter rages on how that will go as as you'll have less outside more inside I, I but I know you and I know you'll deal well with that Oh it it will be fine because I have so many projects in mind for myself Just the other day I sat down and wrote out another storyline for uh, a short story maybe possibly a novel depends how it goes uh of which you know People that know me say, oh, here she goes again. When are we going to be able to read these? As I said, <laughs> posthumously, guaranteed hits. <laughs> but I have written quite a few. And this one should be fun because the subject matter is on past lives. Oh. But it will be a piece of fiction. Mm -hmm. Very interesting. And, and life, of course, is now without Facebook. And I guess there is life without Facebook. There is life without Facebook. Who knew? I had. It's kind of like that library thing. You don't know libraries exist, and you don't know you can go on without Facebook. So I guess you won't be setting up. I said, I, go ahead. Oh, I, for those who who wish to contact me, I do check my Facebook yes. uh, about once, maybe twice per week at the most, just to see if anyone has written. So I, I do try to stay in the loop as best I can. But I've, I've just found that my, my time 
and mental faculties are, are just much better suited for other things. But I do try to be attentive to those who are trying to contact yes. me. So and, and you I, have I been am there. You have been linked on all of the promos on Facebook as to your profile. So everyone listening can oh, go good. to my profile and of course they're already my friend, they better be on theartistie.com, and then they can find you and add you and, and talk to your fabulousness as well. Oh, so, well, thank you, darling. And, I, and if someone does wish to contact me, please do, and I will respond. Absolutely. In, within 60 minutes. <laughs> per, per week. <laughs> Once a week. <laughs> Once a week. <laughs> but I guess since you don't have any Facebook, you won't be setting up any chicken pox trading parties. Uh, no, 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 and I think at this point I will be using tongs to retrieve all of my mail from now on. <laughs> yes, for those who haven't heard, gentle listeners, parents are using Facebook to now trade viruses in the mail to infect their children. I love that. That's the, the, the subject of this article. As if it's no, no big deal. Doctors and medical experts are concerned about a new trend taking place on Facebook. Parents are trading live viruses through the mail in order to infect their children. The Facebook group is called Find a Pox Party. That's fun. According to the group's page, it is geared toward parents who want their children to obtain natural immunity to the chicken pox. On the page, parents post where they live and ask if anyone with a child who has the chicken pox would be willing to send saliva, infected lollipops, or clothing through the mail. Parents also use the page to set up play dates with children who currently have chicken pox. Medical experts say the most troubling part, the most troubling part, of this is parents are taking pathogens from complete strangers and deliberately infecting their children. Well, no kidding. I don't know if that's the most troubling part. I think there are several troubling parts to this. And I know you were quite I, enraged. I, I am livid. I am completely livid. How dare anybody take it upon themselves to possibly infect tens of thousands of people utilizing the U.S. mail because anything can happen. Absolutely. These particles, envelopes, whatever, pass through machinery. There are people handling this. Anywhere, you know, anyone from a mail sorter to a mail carrier. Uh, in my case, you know, what happens because I have rural delivery. Um, exactly. You know, Everyone's touching that, exactly. I, I, yeah. I mean, Hello? Uh, if something happens, I am coming to your door from the return address on, on your envelope, and I am personally going to beat you to a pulp. Thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. And it makes, you know, no sense at all, because, I mean, even in the city, we walk down to the, you know, the little hub of mailboxes every day, and there's like 16 sitting out, you know, people who have gotten the wrong mail, just set the mm -hmm. package out on top of, of the, the bin, and hopefully that the other person will, will look at them, you know, see, oh, who, whose misplaced mail is sitting out here today, and is it mine? So, you know, someone's already touched that envelope, and how well sealed are these infected envelopes? I'm sure some of these dummies just, you know, stick in a tissue in a, in a regular envelope. It's not like it's a bubble wrapper or heavily duct taped. It's just 
there seeping not through. Sealed, let's no, put it that way. <laughs> no, not at all. And and I wonder how well that lasts too. I mean, it, it's probably well, for example, if if a, an immuno, you know, if, if someone who had a com- uh, compromised immune system were to get a hold of that. Do you know what kind of havoc that would wreak for that poor person? Oh, exactly. would probably send them to the hospital, for crying out loud. Well, as, as far as what I understand, the uh, chickenpox virus assists you in getting um, shingles later in life. As, and I believe that's why these parents want their children to have chickenpox to begin with. But what if that male went, I had a dear old friend, she was, uh, you know, in her late 70s. And she got shingles and damn near died because, you know, shingles are very painful and like, you know, chicken pox on acid, basically. So, you know, what if she gets little little Timmy's envelope and opens it mistakenly and, oh, what's this, a lollipop? What? You know, and who knows where, she, you know, she goes with that. But either way, she could get it. Grandma could get it. You're just releasing this bacteria through the mail. That's just hysterically wrong. Well, gee, you know, uh, doesn't Homeland Security know about this? <laughs> yeah, you'd think. They should be, uh, they're all over Facebook for everything else. Why not this? Just log on. to Go, go, go to find a pox party. Please, Homeland Security. Oh, that's just... I, I can't take my three-ounce bottle of mouthwash on an airplane. You know, come on. Exactly. <laughs> I think somebody should be investigating this. And, and there you go. You, you can't take nail files on an airplane, but you can send chicken pox through the mail. That's still okay. Yeah. Okie dokie. Yes, and everyone in wildbunchchat.com is commenting, you know, that they, they can't do exactly what we just said. They can't do one thing, but people can do this. And it basically just boils down to, to the, you know, the idiocy of some people. I mean, what were they thinking? Uh, really? I'm, sh- I'm sure it's that... How, how uh, selfish can you possibly be to put tens of thousands or more people at risk, hundreds of thousands of people at risk for something that could be potentially deadly to them? And it's just, mm, it's that geez. oblivious soccer mom nature to be like oh you know timmy is in third grade and he didn't get the the chicken pox yet and some other soccer mom's like well you know there's this group on facebook and you need to get them to have this chicken pox thing right away it's very important without thinking any further at all thank thank goodness it's not polio vaccine or polio right even though we have supposedly have a vaccine for that but um (laughs) <laughs> and, and exa- could you, there's could probably, you see 50 years ago sending polio through the mail? And that's, that's a good point. There's probably some terrorist in Afghanistan listening to the Fabulous D show right now and saying, oh, I can't send anthrax, but they can send chicken pox. <laughs> Oi. And, and no, that was, not, that was not a terrorist Afghani accent, I'm very sorry to say. It's kind of Russian uh, Jew. I don't know what was going on there. But in other news... We have, and before we move on to our, our main subject of the God delusion tonight, we have to do a, just a little memorial, a little mention for Andy Rooney. I know you wanted to say your, your, your yeah. Uh, yeah. sympathies yeah. towards Andy. Because he, you know, he told the truth first. Yes, he did. And I for grew those, up with Andy Rooney. Which is odd, you know, he's been around forever and telling, he's pretty much doing what we do. And, you know, people just 
kind of put him in that comedian slot, as as usual. And he's not being funny, because it's, it's just true. So just a little, you know, we'll miss you, Andy. We'll miss you. Definitely be missed. So tonight we're talking about the God delusion. We're talking about God, actually. God and Thanksgiving. It is our Thanksgiving Day special, in case anyone didn't get the memo. And it's the perfect evening for it, because Thanksgiving is when people worship the bird. Bring out the bird. Worship the turkey. Turkey worship. Turkey worshippers. Bastards. I've been reading a lot on this subject lately, and I think it will be no surprise to any of our listeners, I hope, that have been regularly listening at least, that I am ever so strongly becoming more and more of an atheist. And, And hopefully there's no one clicking off right now. Because... Atheism, 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 also known as, is, in the broad sense, is the rejection of belief in the existence of deities. In a narrower sense, atheism is specifically the position that there are no deities. This is the actual definition. Most inclusively, atheism is simply the absence of belief that any deities exist. Atheism is contrasted with theism, which in its most general form is the belief that at least one deity exists. And I think you, Lola, just as I, are, are kind of bordering on this, if not swimming in it, and agree, of the atheist mindset, wouldn't you say? Very much so. Yes. Uh, even though I was baptized Catholic and went to Catholic school, the nuns did not like me, because even as a teenager, I was always asking the wrong questions. <laughs> That they could never answer. Just have faith. Just have faith. Don't ask those questions. Just have faith. So it's pretty much that's why we're the perfect people to be discussing this, as we've both been through, and and I know you as I have studied and studied everything that you you can get your hands on, basically, from Catholicism, because I was born as well Catholic, and I didn't get the nuns, but I got the priests, and they didn't like me either. Well, I mean, some of them liked me, but, you know, not like that, since that, that is their nature. But, uh, you know, I, I was asking why, you know, and, and then I was kind of excommunicated myself, and I did the whole Methodist thing and the hippie thing and the spiritualist thing and uh, Satanism and you know, name it, I tried it. Or at least looked into it. So I think this is why it, it's it's just another display of how things go. You know, this is this is how we progressed. This is what we became. And I think that's an obvious thing for most people. But I guess most people aren't. You know, on that road to you know. I, I consider this growing up. Other people consider it. You know, going crazy. And so the perfect time being Thanksgiving, where people are supposed to be sitting down to thank God for the bounty of their lives, but instead, you know, stuff their gullet, get drunk, watch football, much like Christmas. So, you know, really, we could just switch out Thanksgiving for Christmas and we'd have the same show, folks. And I, as you have also been, have been reading a lot of a man that I adore, Richard Dawkins, whom is a biologist, an atheist, prolific writer, I'd say. 
And one of his books is of the same title as tonight's show, and it's called The God Delusion. And so I thought, what a perfect time and what a perfect host to discuss this with on a perfect date. Why not talk about God or the lack thereof? And I don't know if there should be any disclaimer. Should we disclaim anything? <laughs> I don't know. Well, as I've always said, if, if people don't like things, they can always change the channel. We're hoping they don't, of course, but... We're hoping they don't. Know, I, I do hope, all... I hope they at least hear us out this one last time. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I used to disclaim that, you know, everyone has their own beliefs. And, you know, we don't want to offend. And I don't know. I think I've grown out of that, though. I think, you know, I'm going to no, keep no. talking about it. And if they don't a- agree and, and if they think that I'm calling them an idiot, then I guess I guess they'll have to change the channel. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the human beings have free will. They can turn the channel on or off anytime they choose if they don't like what they hear. However, if they find it something interesting that they wish to pursue or have an open mind about, then stick with it. Find out a little bit. You know, It's okay to disagree or not like something. It's perfectly all right. Absolutely. And I'd have to say, you know, that, and it's kind of, you know, two sides of, of the battlefield. You know, they're saying that they're pushing their religion because we're pushing atheism, and we're pushing atheism because they're pushing religion on both sides. You know, if, if people just stopped pushing and just, you know, maintained their belief to their own backyard, we wouldn't have this problem. But then on the other hand, if someone didn't talk about it, nobody would know about it, and they'd all either be Catholic or repressed or God knows what. So. Well, all you have to do is read a few history books, you know, accurate history books, go, you know, thousands almost of years, you know, at least to as long as recorded history has been written about to see where religion has dominated societies for a long time. And there was a good reason for that. Many, many centuries ago, Church and state were one in the same, which exactly. also denoted monetary gain and power hmm. through fear and control. The only thing I needed to not hear... much has changed. Not at all. <laughs> and the only thing I needed to hear in, in that history class was that when the Bible was being... So, as, my, as a friend of mine likes to say... Religion can boil down to everyone running around saying who has the best imaginary friend. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And that, I had totally noted that for the show. It's the, all about the imaginary friend, completely. And also, when I was reading about history, and, and people were, you know, they were saying that most people could not read the Bible, so they had to have it read to them in those days. And it's like, well, that means they could have made up anything. Completely. But in Richard Dawkins' The God Delusion, he goes into great detail about religions. And I love how he compares, and he does this a lot, he compares religion to, you know, just as serious as the flying spaghetti monster religion. 
as, you know, totally made up religion. And it's, you know, the, uh, to explain the unknown, and even now that we can explain the unknown, it's still used. You know, people still continuously use religion to answer questions of which we know the actual answer to. But, you know, not, it, it's just, it puzzles us all completely. And, and I have to check, are you still there? Hello. There you are. I'm okay. having. I'm. I'm hearing about every fiftieth word. 50th can you hear word. me? We can hear you. Yes. And and okay. can I can. I can. Barely. The gerbils are the on gerbils. the line. <laughs> Those damn gerbils! They always get in the way on the best shows. Absolutely. Yes, this is quite difficult. I cannot hear anything that's being said. It sounds like gerbils. That would explain why you got so quiet. We're going to just hang up with you for a moment and call you right back because we don't want you oh. hearing gerbils at all. And, and then I love how Skype always pops up and says, How was your call quality? Well, gerbils were on the phone. Exactly. Sending feedback. Finished. How dare you interrupt my show like that, you goddamn gerbils. Good lord. Calling Charlotte back. Getting her on the line. Miss Bukowski. Lola Jane. On the Fabulous D Show. Hello. Hello. And, and are the gerbils gone? Or are they still here? Uh, a, a bit better. A bit better. Okay, good. Hopefully they'll, they'll, they'll stay down. And I love when we hung up, it said, you know, how was your call quality? Yeah. Not good. Although I'm afraid the gerbils are still, still playing. Yeah. Mm. Tell them re recess is over. They have to go home. Exactly. Yes. <coughs> Skype. Skype is terrible with phones. It's just really quite catastrophic with phones. But I will keep on reading and maybe the gerbils will go away because I have a wonderful quote here from the book that is actually from a blogger, and, and Richard Dawkins was quoting the blogger, and he was saying, why is God considered an explanation for anything? It's not. It's the failure to explain a shrug of shoulders, an I don't know, dressed up in spirituality and ritual. If someone credits something to God, generally what it means is that they haven't a clue, so they're attributing it to it and reachable, unknowable sky fairy ask for an explanation of where that bloke came from, and odds are you'll get a vague, pseudo-philosophical reply about having always existed or being outside nature, which, of course, explains nothing. And it's a great summation of exactly where we are. It's, it's one thing to believe the unknown is being played out by a wizard behind the curtain, but to continue believing it once we've discovered the truth that's just naive. How are we on the gerbils? I, I agree very much. Okay, I do. Okay. Um, it's one thing to believe in what your parents tell you as a child, but I think as one matures into adulthood and can see the eye, see the world through adult eyes, it's a bit silly to hold on to childish notions. However, that's what happens. 
Hitler is a good example how he used children and at a very young age got them to thinking a specific way and that is a very very hard thing to break it's almost akin to brainwashing exactly exactly and and it's not, and it's like the catholic funeral i went to the other day you know such lavish ritual and routine and coming from where i've come from our listeners know that that Catholicism, you know, that was what I was in, like I just said at the beginning of the show, Christian, agnostic, spiritualist, Satanist, whatever, and much like Dawkins, I'm an atheist who has probably, I mean, I have no problem admitting that there may be something out there, but I would prefer if that God was, you know, proven, and and not until it's proven or until it comes down to, you know, it comes out and says, hi, how are you? You know, I'm God, nice to meet you, I'm your creator. <laughs> Pretty much, you know, and I'm notorious for seeing ghosts, but they're ghosts. They're not God. They're not angels. Exactly. And that's totally, totally, and, and that's the other thing is they're, they're looking, you know, and then they'll say, you, you can't prove that he's not there, so he is, but it's like, well, it's, it's kind of very hard to prove when something's invisible. Well, you know, and, and most serial killers run around, you know, one of the things that you hear is, oh, they thought they were God, they thought they were Jesus, so, you know, they go out and kill 10 or 20 or 50 people, and they get locked away as being called crazy. That, hmm, interesting that, correlation. Exactly, that's crazy, but these people in church are just, you know, they're fine. And, and it was weird, because I don't think I've been in a church for, you know, about 15 years, and seeing all these people was like watching a bad zombie trip. And it's like all these, <laughs> these people, pews and pews of people, first of all, they, they bow to their seat, and, and of course the, the blessing or cross, they're making the cross, they're bowing to the corpse, the dead, the dead guy in the front. Um, the little boys are bowing to the priests, they're kissing their rings. I mean, what's not to say about that, as far as how ridiculously... <sighs> I recall... Well. <laughs> and and the priest. My, is... my knees are so bad. I I Catholic anymore. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I, yeah, you can't bend. I I've got to got to leave. Find a different religion. That I I can't kneel anymore. <laughs> and and they're exactly kissing jewelry, kissing books, and it's like a bad play. And it's like people um, when you watch them being hypnotized. They're on, on hypno, hypnosis, and they're clucking like chickens. And you're like, how could they be possibly doing that? But they're doing it. And this is exactly what it's like when I go into a Catholic church and watch a Catholic mass. Because when you come to that realization, disproving all of that frippery and to-do, all you see is a bunch of people acting foolishly. And unfortunately, and, and that's the thing that I, I'm, I don't want to you know, scare anyone off, but the truth is the truth on the Fabulous D show, that if you're doing that, you're you're a bit silly. If we can just say a bit silly, I mean, they're usually stronger words, but a bit silly is as, as nice as I can put that. And the, the, don't you think the whole premise of, oh, you're not of this X religion, therefore you're going to burn in hell... Uh, what's up with that? Somebody please explain to Lucy here exactly. how that works. Exactly, and, and that's what <laughs> they're saying. 
throughout the Catholic ceremony of the funeral, they say, you know, all this dead person and all of you Catholics out there will go to heaven and meet this dead person again. And then later in the Mass, they say, you know, all of the non-Catholics here are welcome to, you know, stand and, and honor or something. But, you know, it, it clearly during the service, it made sure to say that those people will not be going to heaven to meet this. But yet they came yeah. to the funeral anyway. It still doesn't matter. Yeah. I, I find that all a bit ludicrous, don't you? It is, exactly. It, it's like kind of exactly on the same line as, you know, knowing the truth and then having the person saying the Bible is the truth and, you know, it's not, when you know it's not. It's this group of people who are standing together saying, you know, this is what we've made up, this is what we're doing, and while we still accept you, we think you're wrong. Which, well, kind of, you know, on the other side of things, that's what we're saying tonight to those people is, you know, we, we'd love to have you around, but you're definitely wrong. I, I don't wrong. think it is to, I don't think that they are wrong. I think personal beliefs are very important, but this is more of just an eye-opener of, hmm, how, think about this for a moment. Like anything else you would do in your life, think about it. Just exactly. think about it. I think they'd Does treat it, it a, really... a bit differently if they thought about it. What? We all have our belief structures about every little nuance of our lives. That is what makes us all unique individuals. But religion is following the herd. Religion is a socially acceptable way of being. When I moved to the, to the area that I'm at now, it's a perfect example. The first week I was here, I had three different people in a very, very small community ask me, Oh, what religion are you? Would you like to join our church? <laughs> And and I how did how and how did you handle that? Well, I, I understanding where I live and the type of people that I am living around, I handled it very diplomatically, and basically t I didn't tell them you know I, I was an atheist because they would think that that meant devil worshiper, right? Which a lot of people misconstrue them and think Absolutely. that an atheist is a devil person, exactly. because if you don't believe in God, therefore you must <laughs> believe in the devil. You must believe in something, <laughs> and that must be the devil, absolutely. So the way I handled that was I tried to explain as simply as possible that my belief structure was based more upon the elements and nature, something like what the Native American Indians believe in, since this is a very uh, American Indian um, heavy area that I'm living in, I thought that perhaps that would hold more resonance with them than to just outright say, I'm an atheist. Now that sounds like I'm, I'm a coward, I'm sure. Mm, no. But I do live alone. You've got to consider your circumstances and your, your surroundings. It, you can't say to your neighbor, I'm a Satanist if you know that they're going to kill you. Either way, or, you know, or an atheist or anything, you know, the, you know, you can't, the KKK can't, you know, come out and say that who they are. Uh, you know, you just have to consider your surroundings for, for what you believe in. You, you need to practice self-safety first. But they all know that I am a non-religious person as they perceive religion. Hmm. So I'm pretty much left alone 
Um, I found that quite interesting as well in that when I told these people that, they stopped bothering me. <laughs> I no longer was of interest to them. And I thought psychologically that was very, very interesting. That indeed. is very, very. Because in most places, and that's a very good place, a good, good thing to say about the place is that they actually left you alone instead of continuing trying to convert like some places. <laughs> no, I, I don't. I don't have have the, the the people knocking on my door. <laughs> oh my God! Yes, and and that's the other thing. I guess the only thing that we could disclaim for this show that because I don't want to make it the wrong impression that I'm saying you know people with spiritual beliefs are complete morons. I think this is more about religion, like you just said, and it's not. You know, if you're if you're meditating in your backyard, doing your own thing believing your own thing, that's great. But do think about the organized religions, because that is, it's, it, I've always said it, and I stick by it, it's, it's harming more than it's doing good. And you're contributing to that, no matter what you get out of it, you're contributing to that. So, you know, I, I think that you, if you can keep it in your backyard, that's great. And I'd be more than happy to keep it in my own backyard um, if I didn't have a talk show, but I do. And here we are. <laughs> But, you know, and, and that's the thing. At the wedding, I was recently at a wedding, and during the ceremony, the priest said um, something about, and I'm in a room with people, a lot of people who know me and like me. And they turned and uh, well, the priest said to the husband and wife something about marriage. God created marriage. God created man and woman to be together, and God created marriage for that man and woman to to be happy together forever. And it was like one of those, you know, slow, side-eyed motions with, with the violin music, if it was a cartoon. Everyone turning to me, kind of like, oh? Because they all know, uh, you know, what I think and who I am. And, and you know, there's, there's no, you know, man and woman here. It's just, just man and man or, or woman and woman in, in my world. So it's just weird that all those people who love me and are okay, they attend the ceremony, and then yet, you know, when it comes to that point, they're like, oh, yeah, let's just kind of glaze over that. Uh, we're not going to pay any attention to that at all. It's strange. Well, better that than the alternative, I suppose. True. <laughs> they could start throwing stones and, 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 you know, cook me for dinner, I guess. Little salt and pepper, potatoes and celery. You'd be delicious, darling. Exactly. Absolutely. Just stick a uh, celery up my ass and an apple in my mouth, and I'm good to go. <laughs> but uh, but about the Invisible Man, I just did want to say that you know we we cannot, you know, there's no proof that would be good enough for the religious people in their religious house that you know would be good enough for them to prove that he's not there. And that's very difficult to us because we can say he's not there, but they'll say, well, how do you know he's not there? And, well, we say, well, we know, and then we state the logic and the science and the biology and the history and the history of their religious origins, especially some of the religious origins, and, and they would refuse. You know, they're like, but that doesn't prove that he's not there. And the only proof that they would accept is if you somehow, you know, killed the invisible man and said, see, here he is. But now, you know, he's not there because he's dead. I don't know if that would help, you know. But, you know, you can't prove that Molly's invisible friend is invisible if it's in Molly's head. 
You know, Molly still thinks her invisible friend is real. Just like some very structured religions think that their, their Jesus is very real. Which is just very strange. It's just odd. You know, and basically schizophrenia is bad and religion is good. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and that's, that is the other side of things that I feel very strongly about is that you, you can't have an imaginary friend past the age of what? You know, 8, 14, I'm not sure. But eventually it's just weird and psychotic. But you can still go into a church and worship someone who was crucified and and was just, you know, the prophet of his times, allegedly. That's okay. And that's all right for you to, to stick by that and and say that, you know, we were just we're the only people here. Because it's tradition, darling. It's exactly. What we do. And don't break tradition <laughs> tradition, god damn it. <laughs> but that leads to a very good point of the God Delusion book, which I had to read here, is that because, uh, you know, we, we are just us on this earth, and, and most religious will tell you, you know, it's just us. Completely just us. In the God Delusion, it says, It has been estimated that there are between 1 billion and 30 billion planets in our galaxy, and about 100 billion galaxies in the universe. Knocking a few knots off, for the reason of ordinary prudence, a billion billion is a conservative estimate. Conservative estimate! of the number of available planets in the universe. That right there is what I keep saying on this show, and I will continue to say on this show, that, you know, and in the book that we're about to talk about, The Magic of Reality, it shows that there's a photo of all of the galaxies and all, you know, in, you know, not a full picture, but, you know, you can see that there we are is a spot, the galaxy is a spot, surrounded by all these galaxies more spots. Mm -hmm. And it's not a real picture because, you know, telescopes still don't do that very well, but it was a very good rendering of it in, in clear form. But I mean, we have the, the telescopic proof as well. And there we are. And, and I think I got into this in a previous show that here we are, the speck, speck of person on an earth in a galaxy with like hundreds of other planets. And then outside of it, are billions and billions of more of that. And you're to tell me mm -hmm. that God created just us on an earth, mm -hmm. period. And they will expand that logic like the Catholic Church now expands the logic to be, now they study aliens and they say, well, you know, God created aliens or God created other people on other planets in case we ever do find those people. But if you found those people, they'd be like, God who? Probably. Or they'd have their that own. That would be my guess. Yeah. Or they'd have their own. It's just, I can't understand that. That's the level that we're talking about. Like, they, they have not gone above that level, mostly, yet. Well, when religions were started way back when, it was before people had any knowledge of anything pretty much, you know, over the next hill. They didn't know, they didn't understand science. They did not understand anything other than the animals that they saw living around them. Um, that's why they believed in things like sun gods. You know, over, over in Asia, for example, during the uh, Vietnam War, there were small villages of people that when they saw a helicopter 
fly overhead, they were in such fear because they thought it was a god coming out of the sky. Exactly. Imagine you know, a, if we gave a cell phone to a 1753 person, you know, they, we were witches, we're witches, you know. And it's, you've got to ask, you know, if we saw God, would they be a God because they're God or just because they're an alien with an advanced technology? As exactly. we are. We're witches. We're witches on the Fabulous D Show. And we've got to take a break already. Time is flying. Time in the universe and the galaxy. So we will be back after these fabulous messages. It's the artist D and Lola Jane, a.k.a. some of you knew her as Charlotte Bukowski, on the Fabulous D Show. And we will be back right after these messages. Stay tuned and come into wildbunchchat.com to participate. You're listening live to Wild Bunch Radio, home of the illegal turkey sandwich. I don't know what that means. Want more commentary and Easter eggs throughout the week? Fuck the Easter Bunny. Sign up for the Diva Newsletter at theartistd.com. The world-famous Jiggy Jaguar radio show is kicking ass and taking names. Each and every weekend, join us live at 2 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Eastern on JiggyJaguar.com for the best of the best in adult film, art, music, and the best Mac talk in the biz. Our ratings speak for themselves. The Jiggy Jaguar radio show on JiggyJaguar.com. What's that smell? It's Psycho Sugar, my designer fragrance created by Good Judy. They came to me and they wanted the exclusive on the one and only scent for the artist D. And they did it. They have it. It's available now. Psycho Sugar at GoodJudy.com. Banana brulee, pineapple, sweet lime, starfruit, purple fig, champagne, sugared amber, cashmere. Need I say more? Go load up right now at GoodJudy.com. Good Judy? Oh my God. Sent your world. So, it is political. You're a communist. No, Mr. Green. Communism is just a red herring. Like all members of the oldest profession, I'm a capitalist. Some say superstar. Others say, oh, 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 my. Go to www.wildbunchradio.com to donate now. You are listening to Rainbow Mix Radio, where all the good songs have gone. This is the station you've been waiting for all your life, because not anywhere can you hear what you want to hear when you want to hear it. Because we play the greatest mix of your favorite kind of music, from yesterday's classics to today's biggest hits, and everything in between. We play the best music your mind has ever tasted. Rainbow Mix Radio, where all the good songs have gone. And thank you for listening. Join Frankie D over the rainbow at the end of the rainbow show. 
He's playing war-era swing, standards, and pop classics. Frankie D is a doo-wop kinda guy, and we love him to death. <laughs> it's the end of the Rainbow Show every weekday night on RMX. Visit RainbowMixRadio.com to tune in and boogie to your heart's content. Ha! Huh. I know a thing or two about fashion, and I'm not just ringing my own bell. Experimentation to the max, I've caked more makeup on my face than Liberace. Go to TGForum.com to read my fashion columns, a new column every first week of the month at TGForum.com. There's something else that uh, is said after uh, a death, but this one involves belief. Which is where I begin to have big problems. <laughs> this one happens after the funeral, after the burial, back at the house. Back at the house where the family and friends and the loved ones of the deceased are having some food and drink and they're enjoying some warm reminiscences of the person who passed away. Sooner or later, someone is bound to say the following, uh, especially after a few drinks. <laughs> you know... I think he's up there now, smiling down at us. And I think he's pleased. Now, first of all, there is no up there. for people to be smiling down from. <laughs> it's poetic, it's quaint, and I guess for superstitious people it provides a little comfort, but it doesn't exist. But if it did, if it did, and if someone did somehow survive death in a non-physical form, I personally think he'd be far too busy with other celestial activities than to be standing around paradise, smiling down. <laughs> On live, people. Gardez alternative réflexion sur l'air. Allez à winbuntradio.com pour faire un don. This is Becky Cannon, and you're listening to The Fabulous Tea Show. This is Campus Christmas, and it's Madison Box of Frogs. And don't forget to sign up on Transtastic.com, the most fabulous transcendent social network site in the world. She put the girl back into girl power. She's 100% sex machine. Every man fears her. Every woman wants to be her. Hey, me? You must be joking. Oh, man, I wish I could get my rack on cam. What? I beg your pardon. Whoa, no. You want to get your rack on cam on a pay-per-view basis? I would have been a bit more suspicious <laughs> if it was looping. Well done, Zoe. 
Thank you. <laughs> very, very well done. Very nice. Zoe's bits and pieces. Fridays. Warning, warning, warning. Okay, so the show's changed to Saturday nights instead. I haven't had time to make a promo, okay? From 5pm till 8pm EST, right here on Wild Bunch Radio. To me, you are a diva. Aw, thank you, Sweetie. She's fabulous. She's funny. She's the artist D. Hi, I'm Samantha Renee from Sunrise and Sammy. Heard every weekday morning from 8 a.m. until 12 noon Eastern Time. And you're listening to The Fabulous D Show on Rainbow Mitch Radio, where all the good songs have gone. Our artist D is fabulous. Now back to the Fabulous D Show on Wild Bunch Radio. Ooh. Ooh. We're back on the Fabulous D Show. The artist D and Lola Jane with you. Filling in on the God Delusion Thanksgiving special. Right here on Wild Bunch Radio and Rainbow Mix Radio. And in wildbunchchat.com, they were saying some interesting things during break. Which you cannot see since you are on the spaceship. In the middle of nowhere. <laughs> Or everywhere. Or somewhere. You're somewhere. I don't know where. But My instrument panel is momentarily on the fritz. On yes. the fritz, yes. And Julie was saying, all I know is somebody is keeping me alive here on Earth for some reason. And I just, I think that's the perfect statement of, of um, you know, it's an okay thing to think, but also I would like people to know that that's just kind of weird to me. It's just kind of bizarre that, that someone has to be, somebody is keeping you alive here on Earth. You know, this is just not mm-hmm. just happening. I think to me it's just happening. It's called a heart and a brain and a circulatory yes. system and yes. all, of, all of that sort of thing, you know. But I understand what, what she is saying. Is I've had near-death experiences where I should be dead, Absolutely. and yet I am still here. Same here. So, yeah, there you are. It is very hard to, you know, kind of swallow, being the, the crafty, thoughtful humans that we are, that, you know, that near miss was really a near miss, you know, just because it was. Although I will give, I still think, I mean, and this is where the belief part of me comes in, is that this flow, there's just a flow. I mean, just as much as something was created with that perfection, that it works. So does what, what everything flow. Six, I think it's six degrees of separation, I believe they call it. Yeah, yeah, I think so. You're only six people removed from each other, so yeah. however that goes. Pretty much, yeah. Mm-hmm. Six or seven, yeah. And it's just, you know... We're all made of the same stuff. Your exactly. Your car is made of the same stuff you are. Your house is made of the same stuff right. you are. We're all made of the same Exactly. And just as perfectly as, you know, tides come in and go out and the sun goes up and down and everything rotates around each other, so are we rotating around, for lack of a better explanation, rotating around disaster. (laughs) You know? Because just just like, you know, you, you got missed, that bullet went right past your head, you know, it just so happened that that was the wave. That's just how it goes and there's definitely a flow but to say there's you know somebody i don't know i'm Mm. not going there not me (laughs) 
And as we just heard the legendary George Carlin discussing, that's what it's all about. That's what the God delusion is all about here. And this show's point is, you know, it's the superstitions that some prefer to believe in that, you know, there's nowhere up there to smile down from. And I love quoting in that context, down from. But, and I wonder how many people have tuned out now because they're upset. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm sure a few. And others remain listening with rapt attention. Rapt. Just, I, hope that, I hope we've rapt as many as, as have tuned out, or, or less, you know, have tuned out. But it's just, you know, kind of silly to me that they would because, you know, just listen. Well, and and I, I don't know if I would listen no matter what because it shouldn't be a shock to you. At least, well, and you know. even if they, if they don't want to listen to what we have to say, I would highly recommend Richard Dawkins' book. Give it a once-over. Go through it. Read a couple of chapters. Um, you know, give it a chance like you would anything else, any new information, and just, just see what you think for yourself. That's, that's what I would say to those people, you know, to, to just automatically turn your brain up and say, oh, no, 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 you know, uh, I'm not sticking my hand right. over the open fire again, you know, last time I got burnt, well, I can understand that, right. but for a concept such as this, keep an open mind, do some research, if you still feel the same way, great, if you don't, <laughs> I'm great to say this, I have to, God bless. <laughs> <laughs> And it fits perfectly. And I think because now that I'm getting to know more people with children and people of my mindset with children, and they've raised their child to be an educated atheist, and they gave them these kind of books and this material and, you know, the opinion of the biologist and the scientist and the atheist, as well as the proof of all that is, and they gave them the Bibles and the historical facts. And some of these people's children have grown up to be religious. And they go to church and they find reasons to be there. And they find that they want to be there. But they are so much better. They're well-worded. They're well-thought. They ask questions. You know, and, and they don't believe at all. And I think that's kind of where we're going here is that the blinders on don't believe it all or, you know, they do believe it all. That's just not, not cool. And if they were just, if you came from it, from an educated space, like Julian chat is coming from it, from, from an educated space that, you know, she just has her beliefs and, you know, she's not, it's not so muddled with all this stuff. And that's, that's, you know, kind of okay. She's open to hearing this, but she's open to also thinking her own thing. And she's not going to crucify anyone over it, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And we do have to momentarily mention The Magic of Reality, the newest book from Richard Dawkins, which I thought was just awesome. And some people would call it a children's book, but I think it's an everybody book just because we are so uneducated now that things in here would be interesting to everyone because nobody really knows where, you know, a light bulb came from or, you know, how it came or the origins of whatever. And it's, you know... I don't think that they teach that as much in school as they used to. So we have a whole generation of people 
that either were not taught certain things or the little, little bit older folks have forgotten. So it was a great, I didn't get a chance to read it, but I did thumb through it, and yes. I can't wait to be able to sit down and read it. It looks fascinating. What, what a great refresher course for Absolutely. me. Absolutely, and that's and what it was probably for a lot of, that's, well, right. sure. Exactly, and that's because when I got, that stuff was still taught in school when I was going to school, but I didn't care, and now I care. And it's in this, this mm-hmm. it, you know, it's it's well illustrated, but not in a children illustrated way. It's it's just really well artistically done. So the pictures enthrall me because I always like pretty pictures, and <laughs> and I also get to read about all this stuff. And speaking of the flow of things, the day that I got that book, that morning, I was going to work, and there was a rainbow on the hill, like right behind my house and I could it was the first time I had ever seen a rainbow so up close it was huge it was and it was on the hill it was there and I thought you know that's interesting I see the end of the rainbow and uh, (laughs) that does happen in the desert from time to time I've had that same experience when I was living there but as I drove to work it moved and the end of the rainbow was then down the road and uh, then further down the road and on a different place. And I thought, is it moving? I didn't know. It moved. And Refraction of light. Then. Exactly. <laughs> I had no idea because I had never been that close to a rainbow before, nor had I ever heard the scientific explanation. But got home, got this book, and you know, was thumbing through and saw a big rainbow. And there's this huge chapter about rainbows. And all about the light, the reflection, refraction, and on, you know, prisms, and how if you're ever that close to a rainbow, it will move. And I thought, you know, I never thought about that. And there are some people out there who think, you know, I can't get to the end of the rainbow because there's a pot of gold and something mysterious. No, it just happens to be where you're standing and the crystals in the sky and all that other fun stuff. So it's stuff like that, that it's just... They put such mystery to them, and once again, you know, if we explained that or held up a prism, they'd think we were witches back in 1750-something, or even further. So definitely, that, that was, that's an awesome book, and I, I haven't read through that fully either, but it's just like, every time I pick it up, it's like, all the answers are here. All of the origin answers are right there. You don't have to, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's the seeking of truth, Absolutely. And to think as a child, I thought science was so boring. (laughs) And now, science answers so many questions. Exactly. Well, just like, you know, people saying there's no beauty in science, and that's the the point of the, the title of the magic of reality, is that you don't have to look to God or any fairy tales or any mysterious circumstances to explain beauty. It's there. It's just there. And, you know, if I were to to believe in a god, I, I would believe in Mother Earth as the god, because <clears throat> just because of the beauty. And, and, and granted, so part of it's ugly, the whole nature of, of life in the animal kingdom. A lot of people think that it, it's, you know, they can't watch another animal killing for food another animal. But that is the way it is. It's the cycle of life. And... All of that sort of thing. I mean, I could speak for hours on that subject, but it puts things into context, and and it is so beautiful. Yeah. 
the earth is my God, so to speak. Exactly. Well, and, and that that's the most, you know, godliest thing that should be, because especially when you keep just stepping back further and further that, you know, how the, the smallest thing of the atom and then the the animal and the human and the waterfall and the earth in the galaxy and the galaxy in the everything and a billion other of those things out there that we could never get to. We'll never know what's, you know, in a galaxy way, way, way on the other side of the picture. And it's just, it's one of those brain turning inside out kind of thoughts because there is no end to that thought. And it just is, no is. And yet to think that this just sparked somewhere and just is. And that's what our problem is. That's why we can't shed God so easily is because how can that have just sparked and have been? You know, the dominoes <laughs> set throughout. A lot of humans need a finite thing to latch on to. They, 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 need, they need that. Otherwise, they feel like they would spin out of control. They, they don't know how to ground themselves without something finite to believe in, whether it be God or this or that. Mm. Um, and, and again, like I said, I think it's also a social pressure. Uh, we're huge, many of us, on, on the social pressure of our society to be a part of that. Uh, it, it, it's just enormous. Uh, and it's, it's so detrimental, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. It's a constant breeding of there will always be an answer and and you're never really told because you know god is the answer religion is the answer to you know the unknown and nobody ever says there is no answer because that's not what we're supposed to be accepting Um, and and nobody says you know there is no answer so keep digging either you know that's what the scientists are doing that's what they want to do is, you know, they see that there's no answer, so they want to continue looking for an answer, even though they know they'll probably never get to the bottom of things, because there's always more. They find out a lot of interesting things along the way, though, don't they? <laughs> yes, yes, they do. Absolutely. And and as humans, you know, when and I, this is another one of Dawkins' comparisons, is that when you're walking along in a field and you see a coffee can on the ground, you think, you know, somebody made that. It had a creator. So throughout our lives, that's what we constantly are doing. You know, you see a flower, so it it must have been created just like the coffee can. Because we're creators. We're gods ourselves with the creation of things. And therefore, these things around us, which we didn't make, well, who made those? We can't come to terms with, you know, they might not have been particularly artist drawings that, that were, you know, miracleized, if that's a word. No, it's not. But <laughs> miracleized into being. So you like Miracle Whip? No. Oh, never mind. <laughs> exactly. They were not miracle whipped into being. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, someone on, on Facebook the other day, they, they posted, I promise not to look in the Bible for scientific information as long as you don't expect me to find spiritual guidance in a textbook. And I thought that was the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Well, among other ridiculous things, but, you know, there is, you know, saying there's no scientific information in their Bible, but yet, you know, no spiritual guidance in a textbook. I think there's plenty of guidance in a textbook because there's guidance in science, because there's guidance in beauty. 
And as, as Julie just said, seek truth, don't be evil, and try to do something with your life rather than just taking up space. That's how she sees it. That's kind of along the same line of, of you know, exactly where I was just headed here. It's just, you know, you just have to be, you know, God will not give you ethics. God will not give you a code of conduct. You give that to yourself. And it's Actually, just... Actually, that's, I think, what part of the Bible was, is, was exactly that, though. Mm. Given the time that it was written, it was a code of conduct. Right. It did teach people how to behave. Uh, because, again, once again, most people were uneducated. They did not have vast knowledge of any kind, they had very limited knowledge. And so here is a book or set of books uh, written by various people on human code of conduct. It's just unfortunate that they called it, you know, the Bible, and, you know, said they were quoting God, when, because if we would look at it, you know, if we looked at it like that, that would be fine, to say, hmm, yes, the, the book written in, you know, 01, of, of someone's code of conduct, yes, those things have been, you know, kind of gone away now. If it was, if the Bible was called, you know, Dr. Phil's Great Code of Conduct, written by, you know... The uh, Jesus version of Dr. Phil, we'd look back and say, well, that happened 2,000 years ago. Those codes of conduct have been expired, and now we need and a new code don't of conduct. Forget, there is the King James version that exactly. had to be okay by, by, you know, the people in, in, in Britain, uh, which didn't come around until the 15 or 1600s. So the Bible has been rewritten once. Yes. And you have to also remember that the Bible was written in a time where there was no refrigeration, no antibiotics, you know, clean water was scarce. <clears throat> um, you know, it just, it, things were so much different. And most people of today cannot even fathom what it was like to live 2,000 years ago. No, not at all. That's, that's why they're, they're reading, you know, something completely about a different reality. Just, just like our reality is so different to, you know, anyone even a hundred years ago, it's a different reality. Exactly. We're, we're aliens exactly. compared to them. Uh, you know, we've all. If but... you brought someone. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, if you brought someone who was living in the 1900s into 2011, they would be so overwhelmed. Oh, they'd shit themselves. The yes. 100 years, let alone 2,000. Oh, yeah. Can you imagine? I mean, and that's, and that's the weird thing, too, is that we're, we're the same people, you know, and even going back to 1753 or even 1800, you know, what we have now, they were capable of then. They just hadn't gone that far. And oh, well, for example, Da Vinci and all right. of those. Um, they were practically branded heretics because their knowledge and their imagination and their abilities to to see things in, in you know, exactly a different form. Uh, da Vinci with his flying contraptions. Mm-hmm. Um, the church just was in an uproar. They thought he was a, a crazy heretic. And exactly. now look what we have today. We have airplanes. And mm-hmm. so are you trying to tell me now that people who build airplanes, the Wright brothers, are, are, are they Evil. devils? Devils, <laughs> yes. Exactly. And that's just, that's kind of mind-warping when I thought of it. It's just weird that, you know, 
Because, and as a child, I had that thought several times as well that, you know, here we are with all this technology, but yet we've never had this technology before. But yet we've mm-hmm. always been here on Earth working on it, you know, and it, it's just taken the stack of humans to get up to this point. But they're the, they were the same people back then as we are today, just a different level of understanding. And it's just weird. Or we're still in power struggles, all of that. That part about human nature has not changed. The technology has changed, but the basic human has not. Which is probably what Farmer John would, you know, Farmer John in 1700 would say. It's like, wait a minute, you've got the iPhone, but you're still hanging queers? What? what? It's just, you know. He would not, they would not understand. You know, they'd, first they'd have a heart attack at our technology, then they'd be like, wait, you've got all this stuff, and you're still acting like stupid idiots? Mm-hmm. Ridiculous. Amazing, isn't it? It is. What is, what is the matter with you people, we will say. <laughs> but then after you've stuffed yourself and worshipped your invisible sky dad, then you go out shopping, as is tradition. On Thanksgiving and the Thanksgiving Day special, Black Friday, for those under a rock or or living in more advanced societies, although I don't know if there is such a thing, Black Friday is the day after Thanksgiving where you show up at about 4 a.m. in the freezing cold to get a steal of a deal on some ridiculous merchandise that's most likely meaningless. Possibly not. Depends on what, where, where you are, who you are, what you want. But, you know, as we discuss uh, the Occupy movement a lot here on on the Fabulous D Show, to draw the parallel right up front, you know, people will will not leave their homes in the freezing cold to protest being treated unfairly by their government or the bank corruption. But they will leave their homes and catch a death of hypothermia for the Tickle Me Elmo doll. Yes, for savings of $10. Absolutely, because this is America, goddammit. America, right? America. Don't, don't you forget it. Absolutely. This is where people's heads are, up their asses, apparently. <laughs> and a lot of people, well, the question in the headlines this, this time around is, are you getting Thanksgiving Friday off? And the article went on to say, with tough economic times, the four-day Thanksgiving weekend is gradually becoming a thing of the past. This year, 72% of employers will give the day after Thanksgiving off in addition to the holiday. That's down from 74% in 2010. So we lost 2%. Ooh, Ooh, wow. wow. But be grateful. At least most employers are giving their workers Thanksgiving Day off. The survey showed 29% will require some employees to work the holiday. A whopping 29%. And that's the same as last year. I see. But as I think I quoted in one of our other Thanksgiving specials, you know, if you work at one of these retail outlets, and I think this might have been on a show with you, actually, Lola, if you work at any of these retail outlets, any of them, you're just in the industry. That's what you should expect to do. I mean, I don't have very much sympathy in this Oh, many area. of my positions, I worked every holiday, every... Saturday, Sunday, evenings, I, you know, I worked. Exactly. That was my benefit. I had a job. I got paid. Exactly. And, I mean, I, we both live in, lived in Las Vegas. You know, the entire town is a service industry. So, you know, the status quo is you work to entertain the masses, and 
That means working hours in which the masses need to be entertained, which is usually not the hours you want to be working. Exactly. So, you know, I, but so when I hear these stories about, you know, a Target employee, you know, Target and Walmart, they're, they're setting up uh, protests now, apparently, that, you know, saying that they're not being let off Thanksgiving or, or the Black Friday or something. And I just don't get that because that's where they work. That's what they do. They need to be there when people <laughs> shop. Just if you don't like it, I have an idea. Go find a different gig. Yeah, exactly. If you can. <laughs> exactly. And if you can't, then perhaps you should be very happy with that. I mean, it's not like you're an accountant and they're asking you to come in at you know midnight. Well, some people right. do, but you know the accountant, you know, during the day, it's just like you know cleaners of offices. The cleaner has to come in at 3 a.m. in the morning. They can't complain and say, well, I want to be here when everybody else is here. It's just, a, you know, that's, that's how the job goes. And that's for right. some... Well, most, most Americans are whiners anyway. I mean, that's just the way it is. Americans are big babies. They don't realize how good they really have it. Kind Even of. today, in today's economy... Uh, oh, yeah. Even compared to 40 years ago, when most homes did not, well, 50 years ago, didn't even have central air. They were lucky to have one vehicle and one television per household. I mean, we're so soft and, and spoiled. It's just amazing. Which is exactly where, where we're headed with this Black Friday topic, is that it's weird that there's still a Black Friday, there's still the pile of ads with all the junk in them, and there's still people lining up, and yet on the other side of the fence we've got the Occupy protesters lining the streets, you know, people are starting to get upset, uh, we've got 20-something percent job, uh, you know, unemployment, people are standing in food lines, and people are saying the economy's bad, and all this stuff into infinitum and yet they're still going to the store it still exists right how does that how, exist? how does <laughs> and then to add kindling to the fire because i think we've already got you started we've we've wound lola <laughs> completely here but some stores are opening even earlier this year for black friday oh my god with stores racing to open even earlier on Thanksgiving, Walmart's doors will open at 10 p.m. Thanksgiving evening. So that's when their Black, Fr Black Friday is not starting at 4 a.m. on Friday anymore. It's starting at 10 p.m. on Thursday. Oh, my God. <laughs> and that's, okay, you just inserted the key and wound me up. Then. I was going to say, that's the sound of you starting. <laughs> That noise you just made. Oh, my God. <laughs> the lunacy of opening at 12 midnight or even earlier on Thanksgiving evening shows that this whole Black Friday thing has just run out of legs, someone says. Black Friday is a race to the bottom, and it's just becoming another ad avenue. Well, who is this? Who, it's, it's someone from a retail insight program. Well, what do you think? Black Friday is a race to the bottom and becoming an ad avenue. What else was it but an ad avenue? Uh, uh, the advertising field loves this time of year oh, they make absolutely. all of their money just like most retail establishments make all of their money in the month between November and Christmas 
exactly. You know, they depend on it for their like livelihood, and I just I mm, consumerism has been a bone of contention with me for a couple of decades now. Absolutely. And, I mean, how much crap do you really need? How much crap you do you need? You can't take it with you when exactly. you go. <laughs> and that's what this this says here. It, they bring in most stores. Well, overall, bring in about four hundred and sixty-five point six billion in sales on that day, and that is a two point. Oh, they're expecting that much, and that's a two point eight percent increase over last year. So this year, people are more hard up, and they're buying more shit. Mm-hmm. And well, there there are probably also more people on the planet too. True, true. Every, every year, more people get to that buying age. Exponentially speaking, more people, more purchasers, you know, of course the numbers will go up. More crap. We have how many billions of little ants exactly. running around the seven, planet now? Seven billion. <laughs> ching, 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 yes. The MSN poll connect, connected to this shows that 18% intend to go that day. 18% of MSN people say they're going shopping. 9% say they're going out before dawn. Only 9%. A whopping 71% of people polled are not going out on Black Friday, which is very interesting. That You know, this is what we see every year. The polls say people don't want to go out, and people don't go out. But yet, you look at the media and, and, and the numbers of billions of and dollars that they make. billion dollars you're somehow spent, yes. yes. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> so that, that leaves... That's the spin doc ever yeah. I've heard. <laughs> it, it leaves us with the complete brainless of, of our people being out there spending money because the rest of them are online voting on MSN polls because apparently they didn't participate. <laughs> very, very strange. And when looking up Black Friday on Google, there's just all this, all these Black Friday 2012.com and, and blfriday.com. It, it's, it's too much. It, it's the hub of all you know, of these have- places. You can get your ads now. Well, we've only got 13 months left to live, so go buy your stuff oh, now, kids. God, exactly. <laughs> Another one. Another one of my co-hosts looking forward to Armageddon, yes. But they also have sites that say they are leaking ads. You know, get the leaked ads. And I love it that we've become a society. You know, we used to leak books and music now we leak ads, and we're excited to get, you know, ads before they come out. Who are these people? I don't know. I get a little six-page newspaper once a week where I'm at, and it has wow. some local news. And then on the inside, even here, there's 15 or 16 pages of ads. <laughs> exactly, because I'm sure there's, a, there's always a Walmart right down the street. About 30 miles away. And those people will flock. Flock there with their little toy guide. Mm -hmm. They'll they'll spend, you know, $15 in gasoline to go up there because the prices are cheaper than they are in town. Which just, it just doesn't balance out. It does not work for me. No, it doesn't. Especially that when I get these, like the Walmart toy guide, you know, it's like a thick book of plastic, 
crap. That enrages Things me. Things that your children will discard in six months in six if you're lucky. Months, if you're lucky, yeah. exactly. And I looked through some of the ads in preparation, because, you know, some of the leaked ads, of course. Of course, by now they're coming out with them. But at Target, you know, they have things that almost make sense. Almost. We've got, you know, the 40-inch flat-screen TV for 350 But I'm looking at these things, and it's like $80 off, making it $350, which was like the trend. It's just all of this stuff is, it's not cheaper. I mean, it's cheaper, but it's not cheap. So you're not really, you're still spending way too much money. Way too mm. much. Especially if you're on unemployment. <laughs> yeah, yes, and, and those people are those that are lining up, and I, I don't know. Or, you Do, know, or then, of course, you have the other side of the coin, where, well, the people that are on unemployment, and they're so upset that they can't buy anything for Christmas, or, you know, well, excuse me, you know, as you and I have had shows in the past, the, the holiday season and the whole concept of Christmas, is it really about what you get and what you give, you know. But usually the first things you hear back after a holiday is, oh, was Santa good to you? Did you get what you wanted? Or my favorite one, I gave her that and she only gave me this. This, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Really? Okay, you didn't like my home-baked cookies because you gave me a Schwartzky Christmas necklace that I will never wear because it's so freaking tacky. I don't care if it was $500. Exactly. <laughs> and that's, that's the expectations. The, the strange expectations is, well, I'm going to buy them the $500 ugly thing because surely they're going to get me something. How self-absorbed is that to think that, that you know, my, you'll be getting the good gifts? My, it's very strange. Very strange. Personally, I would rather have the cookies. Thank you very much. Personally, I would too, actually. And you know, now if it was, if these bargains were like, you know, it was a hundred dollars and it is now twelve dollars, and it's something I was, you know, could use like a camera, I'm there. But usually, the stuff that you want and the stuff that you can use, it's not something you want, and it's just this psychological eye candy is disgusting to me because lots of red slashes through price tags and. You know, any good marketing strategist knows that most people, brainless as they are, will be drawn by the image of saving money, not by the calculation of how much money they're saving. There's an entire psychology built behind this that most people are not aware of. Exactly. Well, that's like, you know, Walmart, everyday low prices. And, you know, it's always a price drop. Well, if it's always a price drop, then that's not a price drop. It's the price. Exactly. And people don't seem to translate that to, uh, you know, they're fucking me, to be frank about it. <laughs> to be completely honest, they are, they are Might not. I have, you know, a very political reason for not doing Walmart is that, and a lot of other places, is that it's from China. Mm-hmm. Hello, mm-hmm. people, pay attention. Well, and you probably, probably live in a place where people still make things themselves, and, and sell them at shops. I do, as a matter of fact. And, and you'd rather... I'd, I'd rather you buy those than, than go drive 30 miles, wasting that tank of gas, and get something that was made, you know, of plastic in China or wherever. Why not just go next door to the shop and get what you need? 
oh, it's too expensive. You know, somebody put a hundred hours into making something, so they might have to charge you a thousand dollars for it, which means they made ten dollars an hour making this beautiful creation. And it's probably one of a kind. Exactly. Which is but what people will not shell out a thousand dollars for something that looks like it for ten dollars made in China at Walmart. Oh, yeah. They'll shell out the ten bucks because ooh, you know, it looks just like it. No, it doesn't. No, and I feel the exact same way about gifts as I do when I'm decorating my new house or new spaceship. And and we've been through this before. You know, I go to Target and it's like, I love that bath mat, but there's 200 of the same bath mats underneath it. That means I'm going to have the same bath mat as somebody else. <laughs> that bothers me because I don't want the same house as everybody else. I don't want my towels to be the same or the shower curtain to be the same leopard print of someone else's. I want my own shit. I want my own spaceship. It's mine. Mm-hmm. And and I just mm-hmm. and that's the same way I feel that's about so buying good. you a present is if I'm buying you something that 200 other people are going to get, that's not very cool or special. No. It isn't. But a lot of people don't know how to make things anymore. No. At all. They they would be lost. I mean, they would probably like, you know, super glue a sweater together for you and that's just just about as lousy. But at least it's I, cute. I guess I'm lucky in that I was taught how to make things as a young girl because my grandmother, growing up in the early 1900s, they made all of their own clothing. They made pretty much 90% of the food they ate. Uh, they, it was before the age of, of, of the technology. And she passed a lot of that down to me. So I got skills. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. I've got skills. <laughs> <laughs> and, that's, and, and about the cookies, too, you know, I mean, they've even bastardized that because, you know, you get a plate of cookies and you're like, oh, you cooked them for me. And they're like, yeah, Pillsbury. Oh, no. Yeah. No. I want to hear yeah. that you made those suckers yourself. <laughs> and, you know, you, you, don't, you don't slice cookie dough, put it on, and, on a tin, tin sheet and put it in no, That's not making cookies. <laughs> You have to have it all over the place and the, the broken egg on the floor, you know, things like that. Oh, exactly. Actually, yeah, flour on your face, you know, absolutely, yeah. all over. And, and at Kmart, you can get toys for 50% off on Black Friday, just in case people with uh, l- lack of brains are still listening. That and that, as we said, Although you know, if somebody wants to give me a kite, we'll see yeah, that. I could make my own kite. I do know how. But if somebody wants to send me a kite for Christmas, that'd be great. It's you, windy around here. And I've always wanted to go kite flying down on the beach. Exactly. And that's for anyone who listens to these shows and say, go fly a kite. <laughs> Buy it and I we will. I will be able to. She'll take a picture. <laughs> and I will gladly go, go fly a kite. Thank you. I will take my dog and we will go fly a kite together. And, and that's the kind of thing that if it was 50% off, we'd be fine with, you know, bouncy balls and jump ropes. If we must, that's fine. But like, you know, the latest... And slinkies. And slinkies, yes. I don't know how to make a slinky. No. And I, I miss having a slinky. Nor do I want to know how. That looks like it would take too much time. Oh, well. To make, make a slinky. I'd rather have it. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, the latest huge piece of plastic, looking through, you know, it's always, and it's always been this way, even when I was a kid. I just could not fathom 
you know, the the two hundred dollar Star Wars Lego set. I'm like, I'm gonna be bored with it in a week. Don't waste your money mm-hmm. like that. At least, you know, amongst you know, the religious, they shoved religion down my throat, but at least they shoved some sort of thriftiness into me as well. Of uh, and reality that you know, are you gonna use this past a week? Should I spend? You know, two two weeks worth of groceries on your Lego set. Is it that important to you? Mm-hmm. Well, no, no, it's not. <laughs> Sorry. But and what also <laughs> amuses me is that at Kmart you can buy a Christmas tree for half off, which <laughs> I, I don't know if you find it hilarious for the same reason. But no other time do you get you know during a holiday season they sell you holiday related decorations. For sale prices. You know, you'll never get yeah. the Halloween candy on sale during Halloween. I know. What's up with that? Right. I want, I've had a sweet tooth and I could not find exactly. Halloween you've, candy. You've got to wait until okay. after. And then they, they clear it out, of course. But Christmas is the only time you can get, you know, things, candy, trees, half off before the yeah, holiday's over. Off. Exactly. It's just, you know, I, I don't know if anyone else sees the ridiculousness of that, but why would you buy, you know, why would you have a holiday to buy holiday-related things in which you can only have during the, the holiday? Eh. Mm-hmm. Eh. Just, well, I have a friend from years and years ago who used to, they used to do Christmas in July. Mm-hmm. Tree and all. Right. Okay. And that is... It was also a little bit more accurate, but... <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> if you want to get go there, exactly. And and then, you know, the poverty of it all, and, and what I had to add to that was, you know, I hate that the poor people think that they're ruining their kids' Christmas by not going more into poverty. You know, and this is right back to religion and reality. Just because, you know, Santa is fun... That doesn't mean you should lie to your kid and, and feed them the Santa thing. It's just, you know, right. you say, sorry, little Billy, Susie, whoever. Christmas is a sham. Santa doesn't exist. There's no God. People spending what they don't make to make you happy is retarded, quite frankly. You know, learn the truth. Be a realist. Find the happiness in reality, the magic of reality, instead of, of pretending which the pretending has gotten us really into quite the hole. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and Christmas was stolen from the pagans anyway, you know. Yes. We, we've discussed that on, on previous shows. Absolutely. And, and it's all just stolen from one to the other. And, and that's fine that if you can... Like I used to do the whole just, you know, I'm celebrating the Festival of Lights. That was my statement all around. And I still love the lights. And who can't, you know... Who, well, what, what, you know, sparkly diva doesn't like the lights, of course. But, you know, don't be unrealistic about it. If you, you know, take it for what it is. Get the truth, get the reality, and translate that into what you want. You don't have to be a, a grouch. And that, I think, is what holds a lot of religious people back about atheism or any other religion. Is like, well, how can I be who I am? the happy person I am if I shed this religion and shed this way of thinking, how can you be happy without a God? I asked that question numerous times. 
And, and as I went from God to God and belief to belief, every time it's like, well, how could I be any more happier without what I've just found and believe? And it's true, you can be. You don't have to be a grouch about it. You don't need God to be happy. And you don't need Santa there, to be there happy. Plen- there are plenty of religions that, you know, Taoism, Buddhism, etc., um, many of them that are not centered around the same belief structures as Christianity, Catholicism, Evangelical, you know, et cetera, et cetera, uh, that are more firmly based in a spiritual belief and a spiritual way of achieving enlightenment Mm -hmm. to what they, is akin to God as is known in, in some religions. And I find that more believable than some of the more prominent religions of the world. Absolutely. And that's pretty much why I went from from one to the other, those course, were far you know, more attractive. For example, and it's probably an extremely touchy subject, and maybe I shouldn't even mention it on air, <laughs> but going back to the uh, so-called perpetrators of 9-11 uh-huh. and their belief structure. Exactly. And that was their belief structure. Exactly. And, and they did that, but, but you know, nobody agreed with that. Go ahead. If they choose to live that way within their own country, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But they want the rest of the world to believe exactly. in their ways. I and find something fundamentally wrong with that. That is exactly where it goes wrong. Every time. Every time. And it's very strange to have that, the melting pot of people. You know, like, you know, it's hard even on a Facebook level, you know, for someone to be posting these things, and it, it would be the same, the akin to, um, you know, one of those so-called terrorists who did that for their religion, you know, them being your friend and posting on Facebook, or being my friend, posting on Facebook, you know, infidels, and, and then I post, you know, something about atheism, and how would that work? It's just, it's very difficult to accept and get along with someone who believes something you don't, but yet we could do it as long as they kept it in their own backyard. Somehow. Somehow. Although I don't know how you keep such a thing in your own backyard while knowing other people. You know, kind of hard to do. Not everyone can move out to the middle of nowhere like I do, darling. Exactly. And the last interesting Black Friday fact was 12% of employers plan to give their workers a Thanksgiving holiday gift this year, a figure that has remained stable for the last six years. So more people might make their people work, but the same amount of employees are getting holiday gifts, and that is 12% of employees. And that is down 6 no, twenty. It was twenty three percent in two thousand four. That was the highest it was ever been. Is two thousand four twenty three percent got gifts? Now it's just twelve percent for the last six years. Ooh. and those are usually the largest companies that can afford to share something with their employees, even if it is just a coupon for a turkey bird. Uh, I find that quite interesting. That is, and you know, they give in to the system so much 
you know, the, the, I mean, I bet most of those chains that, you know, are Black Friday related do not give their people a gift or a gift certificate, even to the same store. That would be interesting Please, to know. I, I is, don't believe they do. Is how many retailers give, give gifts. Yeah. But we must take another break and come back and finish up the show with a Thanksgiving special and then a news of a Thanksgiving special as well. Someone who shouldn't have a Thanksgiving special, although we have a Thanksgiving special, so I guess everyone can have one if they want. It's just, well, you know, we'll, we'll see after these messages who's got their own Thanksgiving special on The Fabulous D Show with Charlotte Bukowski, also known as Lola Jane, from season one of The Fabulous D Show, one of the, the many creators, the, and we just adore her and we've missed her so much, and we'll be back after this on Wild Bunch Radio and Rainbow Mix Radio. Stay tuned. Thank you for listening to Wild Bunch Radio, home of seven-foot-tall trannies, delusional superstars, and a really naked, hairy guy who plays a lot of metal. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. And there's always more at wildbunchradio.com. Hold alternative idé i luften. Gå til wildbunkradio.com til at donere. Turn it up. Hey, what's going on? This is Tony Z, and I'm not here to talk about myself and my music, which you can hear on YouTube, Facebook, and Reverb Nation. Nah, I'm here to tell everybody to listen to the fabulous D and Vanilla Child live every Sunday from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern Time. What day? Sunday. What time? 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Where? On WildBunchRadio.com. Where? WildBunchRadio.com. Or you can go to TheArtistD.com and click The Fabulous D. Show. What do they talk about? The real question is what don't they talk about? Do they use bad language? You're fucking right they use bad language, so keep your kids the hell out. Will they offend you? Not as much as burning a Bible and pissing on it to put the flames out, so I think most people can handle it. Again, Sunday, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern Time. WildBunchRadio.com or go to TheArtistD.com and click The Fabulous D Show. And while you're at it, you can head over to www.ReverbNation.com slash Tonyzy. T-O-N-E-A-Z-Y. I'm out. Trans Living International, supporting the TG community since 1980. My name is Sophie Novak, and my website is www.trinsliving.co.uk. Trans Living International exists to provide support and information on all aspects of cross-dressing and transgendered lifestyle. On the homepage of our website, you can sign up to our forum, and you do need to be very specific in the area that says, tell us your TG interest. You can say, I heard Stacey on the radio, and that will get you in. Also, you can email me at stacey at transliving.co.uk. All the information is on the website. Transliving Magazine is the world's largest transgendered lifestyle magazine. And of course, if you would like to buy the magazine in America, it's www.magsinc.com. 
So that's magsinc.com or you can call Mark toll free on 800 359 2116. And that gets you a copy of the magazine. Transliving is published three times a year every 1st of April, August, and December. Find out more about Transliving International and Transliving Magazine at www.transliving.co.uk. We had two bags of grass, 75 pellets of mescaline, five sheets of high-powered blotter acid, a salt shaker half full of cocaine, a whole galaxy of multicolored uppers, downers, screamers, laughers. Also a quarter tequila, quarter rum, case of beer, pint of raw ether, two dozen anal. Not that we needed all that for the trip, but once you get locked into a serious drug collection, the tendency is to push it as far as you can. Before Tad, I was just a robot. Visit wildbunchradio.com to donate to help robots like me. Get out your racing form, pour yourself some Yukon Jack, sit back and relax. The Frank is on. That's right, it's Catolo Chronicles every Wednesday night at 7 o'clock p.m. on WBRN. That's wildbunchradio.com. So tune in, chill out, and listen to all of Frank's millions and squillions and billions of guests and even sometimes better just himself on wild bunch radio hey you i have periods where you know i feel a little weak or depressed or fuck it the the weedies aren't going down right I just go to bed for three days and four nights, pull down all the shades, and just go to bed. Get up, shit, piss, drink a beer now and then, go back to bed. I come out of that completely re-enlightened for two or three months. I get power from that. I think someday, uh, I'll say, this psychotic guy knew something that you know, in days of head of medicine and how they figure these things out, everybody should go to bed now and then when they're down low and just give it up for three or four days. Then they'll come back good for a while. But we're so uh, obsessed with it. We have to get up and do it, go back to sleep. In fact, there's a woman I'm living with now, gets around 12.30, uh, 1 p.m. I say, I'm sleepy, I want to go to sleep. She says, what? You want to go to sleep? It's only 1 p.m. We're not even drinking, you know. Hell, there's nothing else to do but sleep. People are nailed to the processes. Up, down, do something. Get up, do something, go to sleep. Get up. They can't get out of that circle. You'll see, someday they'll say, Bukowski knew. Lay down for three or four days to get your juices back, then get up, look around, and do it. But who the hell can do it? Because you need a dollar, you know. That's all. That's a long speech, isn't it? But it means something. 
Call on your children and place them in the closet right now. We're fabulous. Uh, yeah, we'll have two martinis, please. We're ferocious. Well, I got a bunch of fucking rum in my craw. We're delusional. They'll walk up to me and they'll go, you know Dee very well. Yes, I'd say witty and slutty. I would... <laughs> Tune in to The Fabulous D Show every Sunday night at 7 p.m. East, 4 p.m. West, and 12 a.m. Euro at theartistd.com. Well, we're off in the universe, but you guys bore us, so goodbye. Unsere Künstler D ist fabelhaft. Nun zurück zu The Fabulous D Show. And we're back on The Fabulous D Show with The Artist D and Lola Jane with you, talking about the God Delusion finishing up talking about the God Desert, and it's our Thanksgiving special, which I couldn't imagine anything more special than talking about God, or the lack thereof, or where we stand. And speaking of Thanksgiving Day specials, someone has gotten her own. And, and I know this is the perfect way to end the show for Lola. It's, And who, who, who might that be, darling? Lady Gaga is set to celebrate the annual National Day of Gratitude, Family, and Overindulgence on a 90-minute primetime Thanksgiving special on ABC. Airing November 24th, Thanksgiving night, a very Gaga Thanksgiving, it will be titled... <laughs> Directed by Gaga, will feature the singer performing eight songs. The pop star will also be visiting a covent of the Sacred Heart Catholic School, Catholic School, which is where she grew up and went to school, to chat with news anchor Katie Couric. And because Thanksgiving is nothing without the food, Gaga and chef Art Smith will whip up a few dishes, including a deep-fried turkey and waffles. Oh, yeah, hold me back. Sickening. Absolutely sickening. <laughs> <laughs> Why not chicken and waffles? Come on. Exactly. Oh, sure. Why not? Uh, I just don't understand the, the level of sellout here, first of all. Does uh, she need a new egg? I think so. Yeah, long gone are the days of the egg and, and the weirdness. and Which is weird about this is that, you know... She's maintained some sort of rather edgy scandalousness of art, but yet is now fully accepted by the soccer mom contingent and will be allowed on ABC primetime for Thanksgiving families to watch. What, what is the matter with these people? More parents will allow their children to purchase her music, and she'll make more money. Ka-ching! Ka-ching! I mean, and she's supposed to be bucking the system, shocking, paving a way for the bullied geek. Yeah, I don't think... No. Discussing her struggle and deep-frying a turkey... It does not, this does not make, no. <laughs> Are they having Spam for dessert? Knowing her, that might be, might be thrown in there, yes. It's just bizarre, uh. because like, you know, 
to me, I'm weird and I want to be weird and I want people to break the mold. But what she's telling me here is, you know, be weird and be accepted and blend in with the masses. Just go right on in there. It's okay. There, there, there are no convictions of purpose any longer, darling. Apparently not. No, not, not, when it, not when somebody dangles a few million dollars in front of your nose. It's amazing how easily most people will be swayed by this. Extremely. I just, it's, it changes everything. It changes your direction, and that's, that's too bad. Cause it I, is too bad. I thought they were headed somewhere, but they're not headed anywhere now. Except to fit in. And now the freaks and geeks are supposed to sit down at Thanksgiving dinner and be okay with that. And I say, no, no, you're supposed to be, you know, kicking over the table. That's the point. <laughs> That's the point of the show, of everything on this show. Under the table, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But unfortunately... That's pretty much it for us. I mean, we've come to the end already. Why? Sadly. That was... Very quick. We need to have you back more often. I know, you just got here. Where are we going? (laughs) But you need to come back more often. I would love to. And we will have you back more often. And and before we we close with what we're going to close with, I should just tell everyone to go get Richard Dawkins' newest lovely book, The Magic of Reality. Also pick up The God Delusion. And also look up his everything else and read everything else, because I'm sure it's just as fantastic. RichardDawkins.net. And remember, you can get at the library. And exactly, there are these strange things called libraries in which you can go and actually just get it for free and read it. But you have to give it back. I know some of you will be dis- disturbed by that, but yeah, don't don't keep it or else then you'll be on a, an article on the Fabulous D show about how, you know, you kept a book for 53 years and didn't know you had to return it. <laughs> And you can get to Lola Jane by going to theartistd.com and, and going to Facebook and finding her there, as, as well as Richard Dawkins, because he is linked at the, the scarlet letter A at the bottom of the page, of every page, because I'm a proud atheist. Absolutely. So, Lola, we're going to close with the uh, uh, William Burroughs Thanksgiving Day Prayer which Excellent. was spoken in 1986, and as we, they will soon hear, 25 years later is completely still 100% valid, which is just sad. Absolutely sad. So, you know, still relevant. What is the matter with you people? Wake up. Get on the right path. Educate yourselves. Any closing words, darling? Just, it was a pleasure to be here. Hello, everyone. I am still breathing. Thanks for tuning in, and I hope to uh, to be back soon. Absolutely. Thank you so much for being here. Always. And as always, iPodable, downloadable, everythingable on theartistd.com. You can go there for everything and tune in for wildbunchradio.com and rainbowmixradio.com for more amusing fabulousness. Until next time, this is the Artist D and Lola Jane for the Fabulous D Show, signing off for our Thanksgiving special with the William Burroughs Thanksgiving Day prayer. Enjoy. Gotta go. Thanksgiving Day, November 28, 1986. 
Thanks for the wild turkey and passenger pigeons destined to be shit out through wholesome American guts. Thanks for a continent to despoil and poison. Thanks for Indians to provide a modicum of challenge and danger. Thanks for vast herds of bison to kill and skin, leaving the carcasses to rot. Thanks for bounties on wolves and coyotes. Thanks for the American dream to vulgarize and falsify until the bear lies shines. Thanks for the KKK, for nigger-killing lawmen feeding their notches. For decent church-going women with their mean, pinched, bitter, evil faces. Thanks for Kill a Queer for Christ stickers. Thanks for laboratory aids. Thanks for prohibition and the war against drugs. Thanks for a country where nobody is allowed to mind his own business. Thanks for a nation of thinks. Yes, thanks for all the memories. All right, let's see your arms. You always were a headache, and you always were a bore. Thanks for the last and greatest betrayal of the last and greatest of human dreams. So what now? I think I want to go home. Me too. Well then, let's finish the shows and go home.